0: Hey, folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. It is a Friday morning, uh, December 30th, episode 109 here on the podcast, and our last chance to preview the Bucks season finale at home on Sunday at Raymond James Stadium against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, lots to get to today, uh, breaking down Carolina a bit, looking at some records. Uh, I do want to start with an injury update. Uh, Bucks practiced yesterday. Um, and curiously, the one new name added to the injury report was rookie cornerback Vernon Hargraves, uh, who was listed as being limited with an abdominal injury. You know, uh, we saw Hargraves come up the field twice with injuries last week, uh, but wasn't listed on the report either the first uh, well, the first day of the week. So this could be a new injury, or this could just be a, a relapse, something that's been bothering him earlier. We don't know how significant it is. Uh, we'll have that online later today. See whether he can go at Friday's practice. Those Friday practices are usually pretty light. Uh, so even if he goes, it's it's not that telling. Obviously, they've leaned hard on Hargraves all season. Uh, you know, he's come out here and there, but has been there most of every game for them. So it would be significant if he can't go. Obviously, that means uh, Altron Werner would step in as he has uh, at other times this season. But... Uh, That'd be a big deal. You know, if, if the uh, the Bucks have to go without Hargraves, you're reminded of how much they've uh, depended on him as part of their past defense to this season. Uh, otherwise, pretty much the same. Uh, DeMar Dodson, we can report, has been cleared from concussion protocol. That's a big break of news for the offense. They've gone three games without their starting right tackle. Uh, Dot didn't want to talk about the concussion too much, but... Uh, just talked about how happy he is to come back, how hard it's been to be out. Uh, you know, Dot's a pretty straight forward guy. So you ask him about it, and he says, Well, he gets paid to play football, I don't get paid to be on the sidelines. So uh, he'll be back. Uh, with him back at right tackle, that allows Kevin Pamphill to go back to left guard. So the Bucks are essentially better at two positions on the offensive line, just with uh, with one guy coming back. Uh, Dot is back. Goster sheerless was limited again. He's still coming back from that groin injury uh, that sidelined him last week. Obviously, they'd like to have him back healthy as that swing tackle, as that jumbo tight end they like to use. Uh, The closer they are to full strength, the better their offensive line will be. Uh, Will Golston remains out. They have not put him on IR, but I think they will. uh, Talked to Will a bit yesterday. Uh, You know, Will's one of several players (coughs) who – Potentially, are playing in their last game as Buccaneers on Sunday. Uh, Wilson, unrestricted free agent, uh, should be among their more coveted free agents, as we've mentioned. Uh, he and Akeem Spence have had lockers next to each other all four years, so those two guys are both free agents. Uh, both of them would like to come back um, and you know, have enjoyed their their time in Tampa. Uh, in talking to nearly all the free agents uh, in the last day or two here, uh, same kind of thing. They, they like being in Tampa. They, they like the roles they're in. They feel like the team is trending upwards. Uh, so it's just a matter of seeing how much Tampa wants to keep them here, uh, how much you know they'll be allowed to go test the open market uh, and see what's there. So that's Will Golston, that's Hakeem Spence. Uh, we've talked about Brian Anger, Chris Conte, Bradley McDougald, Mike Glennon, uh, Joe Hawley. Uh, a lot of guys. They've got about 18 unrestricted free agents. So there could be a lot of turnover here on this roster. Uh this spring, when free agency gets going here in March, it was interesting. Uh, I was talking to uh, Brian Anger uh, about records. we got a lot of, of individual records, team records, that could go down this weekend. Uh, Brian Anger has obviously had a great season. is in a position to uh, set both major Bucks punting records for average punt and net punt. You know, net punting is usually the one that the punters put the most stock in because it's one thing just to boom it down the field, but another when you take into account the touchbacks and the returns and all that kind of stuff. So right now, Brian Anger has a net average of 42.4 yards per kick, uh, and the team record is 40.3 yards. So right now he has it by more than two yards, which should seem like a lock, uh, but he told a neat story. He was a rookie in 2012 with the Jaguars and had similar numbers. He was at uh, 42.3 going into the last week of the season. Um, and the Jags, you know, the Jags were a bad team. They had lost a lot that season, were kind of just running out the string, uh, and the Jaguars gave up two punt return touchdowns in the same game. If you remember Darius Renaud, Re- Renaud? uh Darius was at West Virginia when I covered USF, but Darius had punt return touchdowns of 69 and 81 yards, uh, and as a result, Brian Anger's net punting for the day was 14.4 yards, Uh, And because of that, his net punting slipped from 42.3 to 40.8 yards. Uh, So he's very aware of the fact that things can change in one week. Uh, Excited if he can set those records. uh, And really appreciative of the help he's gotten from his coverage team this year. He's another guy definitely wants to be back here in Tampa. Uh, And again, I think he's probably among the most likely to come back in terms of seeing a mix of Uh, Interest from the team and interest from the player to to stay in the same system and be back with a pay bump uh, in 2017. We talk about records. Uh, You know, Jameis Winston is at 3,888 yards, so uh, he needs 112 to get to 4,000 for the second straight year. Would be the only NFL quarterback ever to get to 4,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. Uh, He needs, let's see... uh, In terms of yards, he needs 155 for a career high, 178 for a franchise record. Uh, Josh Freeman had 4,065 in 2012. Uh, Can also set a record for combined passing and rushing yardage. He actually has that record from last season. Uh, He probably will not set records for attempts or completions, uh, but... uh, his next touchdown pass will set the team record for touchdown passes in a season. He's tied right now with Josh Freeman, who had twenty-seven in twenty twelve. Uh, and if he can get a three thousand, uh, sorry, a three hundred yard game on Sunday, that'll give him four this season, which also ties a team record. Uh, as you might imagine, Mike Evans in a position to uh, make a dent in the Bucs receiving records. Uh, he's at ninety-one catches for twelve fifty-six and 11 touchdowns. Already the second most catches in uh, Bucks history with 91. He, he would need 15 to catch Keyson Johnson, so he's probably not going to do that. But uh, nine catches, he would be just the second Bucks player ever to get 100 catches in a year. That's always a cool number. Uh, and again, he's at 12.56. Uh, only needs 40 yards to get to third all-time in a Bucks season. Uh, could get to second. Second would take 129 yards to beat Vincent Jackson's 1384 in 2012. The team record looks safe for another year. That's uh, Mark Carrier had 1422 in 1989. So Mike Evans would need uh, 167 yards, uh, which he's done before. I wouldn't rule it out, but he needs 167 to get the franchise record. Uh, We'll see about that, I guess. You know, it's interesting. Uh, in terms of players leading the league, uh, there's a couple bucks that could do it in categories that are fairly important. Quan uh, Alexander is up by six in solo tackles. He has 102, most in the league. Uh, and that's a strong stat for him. That that speaks well to him being a sideline-to-sideline side Mike Um He's also top five in total tackles, so that's another opportunity for him to move up there. Uh, it's kind of neat... Uh, Brent Grimes uh, is tied for the NFL lead and passes defensed. It's not a stat we talk about very often, but uh, anytime as a defensive player, if you get your hand on a pass and knock it down, that's a pass defensed. Uh, it usually points to uh, a player kind of still being involved in play, still getting thrown at. Sometimes you get to be a really good corner, and opposing quarterbacks will just avoid you entirely. But uh, Brent Grimes and Casey Hayward in uh, San Diego tied for the NFL lead. With 20 passes defense, that's the most passes defensed by any Bucks player in any season in the past decade. Uh, you got to go back uh, to like the Super Bowl run era. Uh, Rondé Barber had uh, the most I could find. The NFL only went back to 1999 on passes defensed, but uh, Rondé had a bunch. Rondé had 20 in 2005. Rondé had 24 passes defensed in 2001. Uh, Donnie Abraham. Uh, shout out for Donnie Abraham uh, He had 25 in 1999 uh, His son Devin uh, Just helped the, uh, the Bulls uh, USF to a big win in Birmingham So congrats to the Bulls On uh, beating South Carolina in overtime uh, Getting their 11th win uh, Never had more than 9 wins in, in program history So That's a big win for USF I can remember going to uh, Birmingham With the Bulls in 06 uh, The Bulls got their first bowl victory there uh, Skip Holtz was on the other sideline with East Carolina. That's how long it's been. But uh, anyway, 20 pass defense for Brent Grimes. Uh, could very well wind up leading the NFL there. I was looking at uh, the last Carolina game. Uh, the Bucks won you know, 17-14 Monday night, week five. Uh, what you remember most about it probably is Greg Olson running wild all over this Bucks defense. Uh, Greg Olson went uh, 9 for 181 in that game. Uh, most ever for a tight end against the Bucs. And also easily the best game in uh, in Greg Olson's uh, 10-year NFL history. Uh, he's never gone above 134 except in that game, uh, which is kind of funny. So 9 for 181. Uh, and what's funny is that since then, Greg Olson's actually had a great season. Uh, certainly deserved to be a pro bowler. Uh, I believe he's the first NFL uh, first. First time he's gone over 1,000 yards three years in a row, which is significant. It uh, doesn't happen often for tight ends. So. Uh, but Greg Olson had 181 against the Bucks in Week 5, hasn't had 100 in a game since. Uh, he's pretty steadily between 50 and 100, but uh, only has one touchdown in 10 games since the Bucs. Uh, so hasn't been like a world beater. I mean, I'm sure the Bucks are going to try and uh, slow him down, especially because he got that 181. Uh, with Derek Anderson thrown to him in Week Five, so I'm sure he'll be more dangerous with Cam Newton as his quarterback. Uh, but uh, you know, last year his two games against the Bucks were two catches for 28 yards, two catches for 16 yards, and no touchdowns. So the Bucks have been able to hold him in check, even with their current personnel. Uh, I think their safety play is a lot better than it was back in Week Five. That was kind of the height of the. Uh, they haven't figured out the communication of their defense. Guys are running wild. Guys are finding seams in the defense and and getting picked. Uh. Defense was getting picked apart more often than not. Uh, so Greg Olson, you know, has had lots of catches against the Bucs. He had uh, a ten catch game against the Bucs in fourteen, which is his most ever. Had nine in that game. Had another game with eight catches against the Bucks. But usually isn't quite as. Uh, game-changing as he was there in week five. So we'll see about that and kind of go from there. Uh, I'm curious to see how depleted by injuries Carolina will be. Uh, Greg Olson has not practiced this week. I think he has a knee. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, who did not play in the first Bucks game, is also dinged up and has not practiced this week. Charles Johnson, who nearly signed with the Bucks in the offseason uh, but stayed in Carolina, he has not practiced this week. Uh, backup quarterback Derek Anderson has not practiced all week. And Cam Newton is limited. He's got a, a right shoulder injury that's limited him. So I think Cam will go on Sunday. But I'm curious to see uh, how many of his top players around him are not there. The, the Panthers just put uh, Devin Funches on injured reserve uh, with a season-ending injury. So he won't be there. They still have – obviously still have Kevin Benjamin, who's dangerous. But uh, definitely uh, – a dinged-up Carolina squad coming in here to Tampa for the last game of the year. Uh, I picked, we have to do picks for the paper, uh, and I picked the Bucks to win this. I think I did uh, maybe 27-20, 31-24, 20, uh, something like that. I forget exactly what the score was, but picked them to win by about a touchdown in a high-scoring game. Uh, but we'll see if that plays out. Uh, the Bucks continue to move guys over to the roster, too. We've talked about how Week 17 is kind of an early start on uh, your street-free agents and futures contracts that you're signing in the week after the season. So uh, yesterday, as we had expected on, on Thursday, uh, the Bucks promoted Channing Ward uh, to the active roster from the practice squad, uh, which would kind of, again, point to Will Golston uh, being on IR at the end of the week. But uh, Channing Ward is a guy that made this roster as an undrafted rookie, uh, played a lot in the first month of the season, and played a lot in that Carolina game. Uh, that first Carolina game, you know that that D line was so depleted in that first game for the bucks uh, that you know it's it's impressive that they pulled off the win, given how shorthanded they were in a couple key positions. They were also uh, playing without Doug Martin and Charles Sims in that game. So the fact that they have to go at Carolina with Chuck Quiz Rogers and Peyton Barber this week, uh, is this it's the same situation they were in in week five. So uh, I'll be curious to see how well they can run the ball with those two and with uh, their offensive line, maybe back as close to full strength as they've been all season. Anyway, guys, that will wrap things up here. Thank you guys for listening here. Uh, our 22nd week of the season on the podcast and our last week of the regular season for the Bucks. We will be back on Monday uh, to kind of wrap things up. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do the podcast in the offseason, how often we'll go, uh, but we'll try and keep it going pretty regularly where you guys will have stuff to uh, – to ask about and listen about uh, about these Bucks as they get going into the offseason and free agency and the draft and all that. But for now, that will do it. Thanks again for listening guys for the Tampa Bay Times and tampa bay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On P- Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye singing dog. Bye goal. I pronounce you. Bye wedding friend. ceremony.